Hey guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. And thank you for checking this podcast out produced entirely by Anchor.fm. Guys, if you're interested in creating your own podcast, Anchor is the easiest way to do it. And the cool part, it's free. Anchor has all the tools to help you create, record, and edit a podcast directly from your phone or computer. They even handle the distribution, putting it out to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other sites. What's really cool about Anchor, they even allow you to monetize your podcast Again, for free, you can generate income from your podcast. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome back to Season 2 of the Discount Property Investor Podcast. Our mission is to share with you what we have learned from our experience and the experience of others to help you make more money investing like a pro. We want to teach you how to create wealth by investing in real estate the discount property investor way. Make sure you never miss an episode and download the Discount Property Investor app in Google Play or iTunes today. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, visit freewholesalecourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. Thanks for tuning in. All right, guys. Welcome back. Discount Property Investors, Episode 3. Welcome back, guys. Hey, hey Dave. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, bud. Good, good, yeah, man. man. Recording another uh, another podcast. I love it. Yes. I love it. We're talking, uh, we're talking rentals again today. We are. We're talking First rentals again. First couple episodes again. are going to be rentals here, guys. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about uh, the way that we purchase our rentals mm-hmm. or the way that we're finding funding for this. Because this is something I think we've done pretty good about in the past is talking to the new investor and how to get started in real estate with little to no money. Mm-hmm. So I would like to apply that or at least try to apply that to our rental strategy. Let's do it. There's no reason for someone who's a new investor and they kind of are dabbling in wholesaling and say, you know what, my personality, I'm, I'm not a wholesaler. I, I don't like it. I don't. I feel it feels wrong to me. Or I just you fit this real good of this rehab rental model, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I well, like it. I do okay. You do great. I'm pretty well. Yeah. The other reason I think I'm good at it is because I'm really I'm pretty detail oriented. Yeah. So finding the numbers mm-hmm. or like looking at the numbers, keeping keeping on track, keeping the projects on track. I yeah, keeping I the budget, that. keeping the budget low. Right. And again, there's a lot of tracking all that BS. Yeah. Like it is kind yeah, of you got to be uh you got to be a very organized individual. Right. So again, let's talk about yeah, so the, it's the guy who's just starting out. Well, how do you buy a rental with no money? It's a great question. How do you buy a rental with no money, Mike? I have no idea. <laughs> That's not true. You're doing it right now. Right. So what you would do, again, there's there's plenty of different ways and I believe we in the past I think we talked about private money, but we weren't really using it as much, at least not in our company. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally, I I don't know. I think we've done a couple deals in the past, but again, in the company we weren't using it as much. So our model what we're doing is we have people with money out there that we know, that we're we friends with, mm-hmm. that are in real estate investors. And you have money, and it's not a big deal. That's another thing that is just a big, big block in a lot of people's mind is that, oh, how do I get money? Well, money's out there. There's so much money yeah, out money's there. money's out there. It's just a matter of finding someone to let you use it. Yep. And again, people with money, it's not a big, well, again, it depends on the person, but a lot of times it's not a big deal. They've got money sitting in a bank account, and you want to earn interest on it. Yeah, they're going to be making more money by lending it to you 
or us. Yeah, then letting it sit in the bank. Then letting it sit in the bank. Putting it in CDs that right. are what? You know, and you got to also think that if they were just lending you money to just go gamble or invest into a stock or any, any other type of uh, asset class, let's call it, uh, there's more risk than them lending it to you on a property that you, A, bought at a discount, mm -hmm. B, that you were going to increase the value in, and C, that's backed by that asset. Absolutely. You know, so, so like, the the worst the worst burn that they can get if they loan you and let's talk about the property that we're talking about, that we're gonna uh, jump into. We're talking yeah, about this is Lindsay, nine, right? Yeah, nine seven four, four Lindsay. Okay. So let's talk about this one specifically. And I think we bought it at about sixty. Yeah, let me pull up my spreadsheet here. We bought it at pull up our numbers, there Lindsay. So we bought it at about sixty thousand. Fifty eight. Yeah, so we bought okay. it at 58, and this property we had estimated the after repair value at 99,000. Okay. So again, we bought something at 60,000. We believed to be worth about 100. About 100. Uh, so again, if a, if someone lends you money, you say, hey, listen, um, you know, mom, dad, uh, your aunt, uncle, so anybody that you know who has money, you can again approach them, mm -hmm. uh, ask them for money, and that's again a, a private. Uh, private money lending is something that we've touched on before. And there are rules. You can't approach strangers and ask them to borrow money. Oh, you certain... shouldn't. Right. I mean, well, yeah. I guess you can. What, what is that? It's when you're pooling the money. That's when you can, yeah. right? Yeah. Pooling. Anyways. Mm -hmm. So, again, if you know anyone, you know another real estate investor, even a hard money lender would, uh, would yeah, probably we'll lend, on on a, right. lend on a project like yeah. this. Yeah, and that's basically what, we're, what we have is hard money lenders. Mm -hmm. They're just not in the hard money lending business. We just approach them and just say, hey. You know, we can get you higher interest on your money. That's a great. And this is what we're doing. That's a great way to look at it because you know? it, it's hard money. Just and we're, we're getting a less of a. We're paying less of a percent mm -hmm. as if that's their business because we're not paying points down and all that type of stuff that hard money lenders charge. But that's exactly what they are. It's hard money lenders. That's a really good point because hard money lender. It just means that they're lending on a hard asset. Yep. The real estate. Mm -hmm. That's what a hard money loan is it's backed by the hard asset right of real estate so yeah we are it's we call them private lenders it's the exact same thing though you're lending on the property and again their risk is secured by uh what is it called the first uh first deed first lien first lien mm -hmm. so it's recorded against the property so when you go to, to closing you're signing a promissory note uh agreeing to pay them and it's whatever terms you want Most yeah in, our, in the in the event that that you know we weren't able to pay them back they could foreclose because they have that first lien just like the bank would foreclose on you or anyone else out there that didn't pay their mortgage we essentially have a mortgage with our private lender exactly and the terms we just determined from the get-go which, yeah, which can be which can vary which you negotiate yeah with you your, negotiate which is great your lender and mm -hmm. that's the thing if it's a family member a friend whoever I mean, you just say, hey, listen, I'm, I'm doing these rental projects. Right, uh, and not all mortgages have monthly payments. You know, you could say, hey, I'm going to pay you at the end, and I'm going to give you, you know, 5% or 10% or whatever. I mean, so that's the great thing about these is you can negotiate how you want to pay them back, when you're going to pay them back, and how much interest or points you want to pay. It's all negotiable. So moving forward, though, yeah, with really that being point. said. Um, really great point. So we have private money in this one. We bought yeah. it for 60 We had an estimated um, ARV. Which stands for after repair value of ninety nine thousand. So basically, we had uh, we bought a property that was we figured would be worth a hundred when we're done for sixty, and then we had estimated uh, repairs at what Mike about twelve on this one. Yeah, we take? estimated twelve on this one, and that was a little bit light. Um, so again, we did a lot to this property. So we were we were hoping to be done sixty plus twelve is seventy two. We were hoping to be done with this one 
at about 72. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we went ahead and we rehabbed it, which you'll see in the next video here. We did a walkthrough. Um, but we actually spent what, Mike? We ended up spending about $20,000 on this one. Okay, so we went over our budget a little bit. Right. Um, but that's okay. We were in but it for about a, 20. So this one, again, in, in, it's an interesting story, a long story. We actually didn't really want to buy this one. Uh, but we, it kind of fell into our laps, and we closed on oh, it. I remember the same relationship yeah, with, uh, that's with true. another another person. Another person. In it's here a long story, not important. So we bought it, and mm -hmm. uh, w there were some other things that uh, kind of rehab-wise we needed to do mm -hmm. to make it work. Uh, so there was a deck, and then the basement. We had to do a lot of flooring and just a bunch of stuff. Yeah, and you'll did see the that. inspector come in and, and give us a hard time on this one at all, or not? Uh, not there so was much. a no, not a lot. I mean, there was a few inspection items we had to repair as well. Right. Nothing, nothing. Which adds major. to the to adds to the uh, the initial estimate, though. You right. estimate 12, you spend 20. A lot of times that happens because inspectors come in after you have already spent your 12 and you're hoping to be done. And then they may say, oh, this deck's got to go or you mm -hmm. need to well, and that, it. Well, and the deck is one of the things on here. Right. We ended up, uh, I think we left it undone because we knew that there was going to be some, some things that we needed to fix. Right, right. The deck being one of them. So we just let him say, hey, that deck's no good. And we say, oh, yeah, we were going to fix it. We, what do you want us to do with it? Right. You know, do you want us to tear it down or can we replace a couple boards? And that's and a good pro it? tip right there is sometimes, you know, you don't necessarily need to spend the money preparing for the inspector. Maybe just leave it undone. You know, having a reinspection done is cheap. It's like 50 bucks. Well, and a lot of, so music, a lot of municipalities, I mean, you pay for the inspection and they know they're coming out a second time. So, so they include it's it. included. Right. So like, instead of spending more money in the beginning trying to please an inspector, oftentimes it's better to leave a couple things um that you're kind of iffy about mm -hmm. and let the inspector tell you what you need to do because if you went ahead and replaced deck boards for example on this deck and then he and told you you need to rip the deck down then you've spent money re replacing something that is worthless it's mm -hmm. trash it, yeah that's, so a, that's, really a, that's a really good point mm -hmm. you know i want something i wanted to add on there so well that's good so this property has now been rehabbed we spent twenty thousand roughly we, was, we estimated mm -hmm. 12 so we were a little over on that however our arv we estimated at 99, it's about 100,000. Mm -hmm. And we got this now rehabbed, tenanted, appraised, mm -hmm. and we're in the process of refinancing, right? Or have we already yeah, done the refinance? Think I think, I think we're, we're still in the process. In the process, right. Yeah. So the good thing though is our final appraisal came back at what, Mike? 115,000. And we only estimated 99? Yeah. 100. But wow. again, if when you check out the video, I think we did a real nice job on the rehab, mm -hmm. and that's part of the reason why. We overspent a little bit. But I think it really did come back to us in that it equity did. and the, uh, the appraised value of it. Mm -hmm. It's much higher than yeah we really anticipated. We wanted to be into it for right because it is a again it's an interesting property. You got three bedrooms upstairs, mm -hmm. one bath upstairs, and we kind of finished out a bonus bedroom down in the basement. Again, it's not a legal bedroom, so it'd be like an office space. Or yeah, it's a bonus though. Right. Yeah. So, it, it so we were all into this property for about eighty thousand uh, with an eighty percent loan on one fifteen. We were able to pull out eighty thousand. Yeah. So we basically broke even on this property, just like the last one. Mm -hmm. Well, and this one, and this one is a great example where if you were really, really aggressive and trying to get money back out of it, we probably could have. Probably could have got a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. yeah. Well, 115 times 0. 0.8 uh, is what is that? 88,000. 88. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So we probably could have, but I think we used uh, another lender that's at 75. percent Okay. And I think that's why we're really. But that's okay even. because again, we're not necessarily trying to. To limit our equity. We want equity. Mm -hmm. We're trying to just get our money back. That's the name of the game. So if we don't have to borrow 80%, we can borrow 75, 77%, whatever the mm -hmm. whatever. Even is. 70, again, it's, there's Even two, 70, it's right. two games you're playing with the rentals, right. which is that cash flow and that equity pickup. Both. And so they're both important. We're playing both those games now. And again, we want you guys to learn how to do that as well. So again, kind of the moral of the story on this uh, one is 
You don't have to have money to buy the rentals. Uh, get connected with other investors. Ask them how they're doing it. Go to your real estate meetups. Uh, ask around for, again, become friends with people. And yeah, just, find out who's got money just sitting around. Like yeah. if they have a, an IRA, a 401k, a Roth IRA, and their, and their money may not even be invested. Like I, I have some money right now that's just sitting. It's not even invested. You know, and, and a lot of people out there do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would much rather earn 7 or 8% over a three- to six-month term than zero. Mm-hmm. I mean, why not? Well, and you're going to earn I mean, more way than more that. than that. I right. Mean, but again, that's, that's only over three, or yeah, three, to, three again, to six months. I mean, a pretty standard, our going rate would be about a point a month. Right. So, or 1% a month. Mm-hmm. So, again, that's it's pretty good money right. uh, to, to loan it out. Yeah, so. absolutely. All right, well, let's jump into Let's this jump one. into the video. All right, here it is, guys. Check it out. All right, guys, welcome back. We're doing a rental property tour today. We are over at 974 Lindsay Lane. This one is also up in Florissant. So this one uh, we got for a really good price, and we're trying to max out the ARV with our rehab. So our, prop, our strategy is to purchase the property, rehab it, then refinance it with the bank so we can get most of our money back and then hold it as a rental. So again, our goal with this one was to maximize our ARV or after repair value so we get the most money back. So we bought this property for 58,000 and you can see, uh, they still got to do the end cap kit there. Other than that, we did, or we think we did a pretty good job on the kitchen. Yeah, I think so it these, really good, Mike. Most of these cabinets were here already. Mm-hmm. Uh, this piece was kind of in here sticking into the kitchen. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, so we moved it over and we had to buy one upper cabinet set and then we were able to kind of create this additional workspace. Okay. As well as opening up into the heat and kitchen or the dining area. And these weren't white, right? You no, painted these those? Were, these were all painted, correct. Okay. So these, most of these were existing cabinets, like I said. Uh, they're all wood. They're not the greatest, but again, that clean look, that white and some new handles just gives it a nice, gives fresh, it a nice look. fresh look. Uh, with our stainless appliances, again, this is going to be an easy one to rent. Uh, top of market rent, we're probably going to get at least twelve hundred for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, twelve hundred, twelve ninety-five, I think is what mm-hmm. we're going to be asking. Floors look awesome, man. So the floors, this is something we really like. Uh, this is a, uh, it's a rubber-backed vinyl that is uh, basically clicked together. So kind of like the old Pergo-style flooring, uh, they just click together. They're easy to cut. Uh, and this was $1.99 a square foot at Hoods, one of our local hardware stores. Sweet. And this is one of our bigger expenses in the house. So we paint everything in breathable gray. We use white trim, very similar to any of our other rental properties. And uh, we use the ceiling fans, $59. So again, we've got one ceiling fan in our dining area and a track light in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Really highlight and brighten things up. Come through here, uh, there was hardwood, a lot of old houses have the hardwood in it. So this is something, uh, we pulled the quarter round off of the property, or off of the base. Oh, do they have the quarter round there? Uh, I'm 99% sure, yeah, it's quarter round and that needs to go back. Okay. Uh, so they pulled the quarter round and refinished the hardwood floors, and they need to put the quarter round back down uh, to finish it up. Okay. So again, refinish the hardwood floors throughout the whole upstairs. It's a decent cost to it, but it's worth it. Uh, you come back through, and Dave, let's walk into the bathroom here. So our bathroom, a uh, couple things we do in here. So down on the floor, we start, we do our peel and stick tile. Okay. That's about two bucks a square foot as well. Uh, so again, it's easier to install for the guys than an act traditional tile. 
Uh, we liked on this one, we did not for a double sink because of the plumbing, but we did put a much larger vanity because there's room There's room for it. Yeah, this, so is, a this is a good size bathroom. Yeah, and again, you get a nice vanity. Again, we're trying to get the most we can out of the ARV on mm -hmm. this one. Nice light fixture. I did go cheap on our uh, mirror, but that's because I couldn't find it. That's and, okay. The mirror looks great. Man. And we had uh, this you know, plug yeah. here, so you don't want to cover that. Oh, yeah. You don't want to cover that up with the... Now, this tile doesn't look... Um, new this tile's not new so this was is it like pink or green it is like it's that? that old uh, 50s style okay. green we have a guy that we use to but it looks nice right to glaze it is what they call it so again he comes in and he scrubs it all clean makes sure everything's uh patched up and then he puts a, a nice uh, paint on there that's not going to chip off right so um that is one yeah, way I mean, to it do looks it. like it looks new from where i'm standing the only reason that i asked is i knew it wasn't right so there's another option though too, we're gonna to start kind of doing more of this on our rentals, is to use oil-based paint on the tile. So clean it, use an oil-based paint that's gonna stick real good, and then put maybe a coat of polyurethane on top of it. Uh, the poly helps protect it so it doesn't chip. Okay. Uh, our doors, so again, this one we had to replace all the doors. We go with the six panel doors everywhere. Uh, I'll check out some of the bedrooms here. So bedroom's pretty basic, again, uh, white trim agreeable gray, refinish the hardwood floors, nice ceiling fan, and just gives you a nice, mm -hmm. clean, fresh look. So there's bedroom one, uh, bedroom two back here. And one of the reasons we really liked this property was what they did to this house. They built a deck off the back. So both of the back bedrooms, I know it's real bright, man, people see this, but they built a deck off the back of the house. And the deck we haven't redone yet. So why haven't we redone it yet? Because we have to get an occupancy inspection. We know the occupants, or we know that they're gonna ding us, or they like to ding it for something. So again, we're gonna ask him what he wants us to do with the deck. We're planning to just replace a few boards and paint it. And that's hopefully what we only have to do. Exactly, that's hopefully what we have to do. But again, we'd rather not replace a couple boards, have it painted, and have him walk out there and tell us, hey, you need to rebrace it or rebuild the deck. Because if that's the case, we're wasting right. time. So we're just gonna right. take our time with that, no worries. This one, uh, this bedroom, and again, I wish we had the before photos. Maybe we'll put that in the video for you guys. Huge section of hardwood that just destroyed. So our flooring guy does a real good job replacing the boards, and then when they refinish it, you can't even tell that anything's been done. Nice. Yeah. So, so both good. of these back bedrooms have doors that go out into the deck. I mean, this is a lot better to see the deck because there's no blinds on yeah. it. Yeah. Well, it just makes it feel so big. It makes you know? it does feel. It makes, does, does make it feel bigger. Yeah. So, yeah. It's a pretty nice feature of this house. Awesome. So the basement is where so we got three bedrooms up. Three bedrooms, three bedrooms up. up and one bath. In one bath. And then the kitchen and a family room. And then going down. Kitchen, nice big kitchen, nice big family room. The basement's what I'm proud of down here. I think we did a real nice job. I like the flooring again, man. Yeah, so it's same, the same. Same as upstairs. Again, we like to keep it the same everywhere because you have to replace parts of it. When you replace part of it or when you go on to the next project. So this project, we've got all this this same, it's our river birch flooring that we use from hoods. So next project, these the guys have a couple extra boxes they just bring to the bring next, to the next project. We buy another order, Smart. it gets used, it gets used. It gets used. So right. this one, here's what I'm proud of. Uh, you used to walk back into this back room okay. and there was a door here and this was a wall. So that this back space was all back storage area. It was unfinished, the back storage area. So this area. here and this here, he's saying, Correct. was all unfinished. We're all, we're all unfinished storage okay. area. So what we did is we just put a wall up 
right there. And added the door. And added a door okay. to create a nice office. Okay. Oh, this is a good size room. Yeah, so again, yeah. it doesn't qualify for a bedroom because we don't have an egress up here. Yeah, you can't get out but of those windows do, easily if there's a fire. Right, but we do consider it an office. And we wanted to put these mini blinds up. It could be an office or a bonus sleeping room. I mean, somebody could essentially turn it into a bedroom. You just can't legally call it that. So it's not legally that, and when you go for your occupancy inspection, they come in and they measure the bedrooms and they tell you how many people are allowed to live in a property. That's right. So upstairs, those are gonna count for three. Typically, you get two individuals per bedroom. Mm -hmm. So you're gonna call this a six person. Again, six people six to get most of the right. occupancy permit. But again, they could use this area, like you said, as an additional bedroom. Bonus. It's just, it doesn't qualify because there's no egress on it. Right. So that's one of the things I'm most proud of. You got an unfinished back storage area. That one we didn't do much other than paint the walls. So again, we just use uh, the kills to paint the walls. Mm -hmm. This furnace is older, but it's probably gonna get us by. Mm -hmm. Again, this was a, a really inexpensive purchase for us. Water heater's back here. You can't really see because there's no light, but it looks good. Right, it's in decent shape. And again, it's just nothing that we're too worried about. Sure. So then this one, it does have a walkout basement, which is nice. So you've got the walk out there, and you've got a funny little bathroom back here. So there is a full bathroom in here. You got the sink, oh, wow. toilet, and a shower. I guess that's a three-quarter bath, mm -hmm. but it is back here, usable, and it really makes that bonus room, that bonus space, more attractive, more likely to be used as a bedroom for them. Uh, just adds a lot more value. Sure, sure. And then we walk in, and again, this is just the uh, the storage room. Nothing too fancy. So you have here. two good storage rooms down here, though. Right. So mm -hmm. in this one, we just we kills the walls and we painted the floor in this one. We didn't mm -hmm. paint the floor back there because of all the utilities. Right. But again, just makes it look nice and clean. Hey, this is awesome, man. What's the address over here? Nine seventy four Lindsay. Nine seventy four Lindsay. All right, guys. We'll see you the next one. Thanks for listening to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and subscribe to help us reach a wider audience. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, please visit freewholesalecourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. We would also appreciate it if you left us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Thank you in advance for your support. And remember, you make your money when you buy and you get paid when you sell. Now let's go build some wealth. I don't know about you guys, but finding motivated seller leads, good ones that you can buy at a significant discount to make a massive profit on are few and far between. They're hard to come by unless you're doing a lot of marketing to find these motivated sellers. One of my favorite ways to find motivated sellers that's actually one of the cheaper ways, the more inexpensive ways, is driving for dollars. I love doing it. My three biggest deals to date, 60, 80, and $100,000 wholesales have all come from deals that I acquired driving for dollars. Guys, I love driving for dollars. I use Deal Machine to help track it. I use them to plot where I have been as well as build lists. Occasionally, I'll use them for some direct mail and skip tracing. But regardless, 
I like using the app versus the old-fashioned route of trying to take pictures or write down the addresses because it's safe. It's a lot safer that way and it actually makes driving for dollars fun. Guys, if you are interested in driving for dollars, go use my code DAVE, D-A-V-E, over at the Deal Machine app. And with that code, you're going to get a 14-day free trial. You're also going to get $15 in deal credits. And these deal credits can be used to send some test direct mail or even some real direct mail. Um, or skip trace your neighbor, your friend, your girlfriend, whoever that might be, and instantly get phone numbers and email addresses. It allows you to play with the software. I absolutely love it. I use it two to three times a week minimum. Again, go use my code DAVE, D-A-V-E, to get a free trial and some free deal credits. Test it out for yourself. I promise you, you are gonna love this piece of software.